0: In this bulletin, Hungarian President Katalin Novak resigns over a sex abuse case pardon. Seventeen people are killed in Israeli airstrikes in Gaza's Rafah. And in football, Brisbane Roar stun Melbourne City 5-1 in record ALM turnaround. Good morning from the SBS newsroom. I'm Assam al Hungary's conservative president has resigned amid public outcry over a pardon she granted to a man convicted as an accomplice in a child sexual abuse case, a decision that unleashed an unprecedented political scandal for the long-serving nationalist government. The 46-year-old president, Katalin Novak, announced in a televised message that she would step down from the presidency, an office she has held since 2022. Her decision came after more than a week of public outrage after it was revealed that she issued a presidential pardon in April of 2023 to a man convicted of hiding a string of child sexual abuses in a state-run children's home. Bocsánatot kérek azoktól, akiket megbántottam. I apologize to those I have hurt and to any victims who may have felt I am not standing up for them. I have been, am and will be for the protection of children and families. As head of state, I am addressing you for the last time today. I resign from the office of President of the Republic. Lemondok a köztársasági elnöki tisztségről. Medics say Israeli airstrikes have killed 17 people in Gaza's Rafah overnight as more than a million Palestinians await a full-blown offensive. It comes as relatives have found the body of a 6-year-old Palestinian girl who had begged rescuers to send help after being trapped in Gaza city by Israeli military fire. The Palestine Red Crescent Society has accused Israel of deliberately targeting the ambulance it sent to rescue the girl. Israel have not yet responded to the incident, but have previously accused Hamas of using ambulances to transport its weapons and fighters. Candidates, backed by the party of jailed Pakistani opposition leader Imran Khan, plan to form a government, a senior aide to the former prime minister says, urging supporters to peacefully protest if final election results are not released. The South Asian nation of 241 million people voted on Thursday in a general election as the country struggles to recover from an economic crisis and battles militant violence in a deeply polarized political environment. Both Mr. Khan and his main rival, three-time former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif, declared victory on Friday, increasing uncertainty over who will form the next government at a time when swift policy action is needed to address multiple challenges. The results mean the parties must enter coalition talks only prolonging the instability. Alima Khan, Imran Khan's sister, tells SBS she's confident Pakistanis want Mr. Khan as their leader and will prevail. I think Imran Khan predicted it uh, months ago that when the people take a decision that they will want a change, there's nothing that will stop them. Tasmania's minority government remains in suspense over two powerful independents as the Labour Party positions itself for an early state election. Jeremy Rockcliffe, Australia's only Liberal Premier, has fallen out with former party colleagues turned independents John Tucker and Lara Alexander. The two rejected a new deal by the Premier that would have prevented them from voting against the government, with Mr. Rockcliffe threatening to trigger an early election if they did not agree. Mr. Rockliffe says he will now set time to consider and consult with his colleagues and that he wants to ensure stability and certainty for the people of Tasmania. Investigators have renewed their appeals for CCTV and traffic camera footage almost a week after mother Samantha Murphy disappeared during a run. The 51-year-old woman was last seen leaving her home in Ballarat East to go for a run in the Canadian State Forest last Sunday. Despite extensive searches in the area over the past week, no sign of her has been found. Residents of Ballarat have mapped the gold mines and disused shafts around the former gold rush town in the hope of finding Miss Murphy. Known as one of the biggest holidays in East Asian culture, the Lunar New Year festivities and traditions have been embraced by more Australians every year. Australia now boasts some of the largest lunar New Year celebrations outside of Asia, which experts say contributes to Australia's identity as a multicultural nation. The city is organizing a 16-day party with food, music, arts and performances, as well as one of the biggest dragon boat races in the Southern Hemisphere. 2024 is the Year of the Dragon, which represents power, strength and luck. But although the Lunar New Year can contribute to greater social cohesion, Dr. Shanti Robertson, an adjunct professor at the University of Western Sydney, says that it is not a panacea for major problems. Going along once a year to a festival, uh, you know, going and see, to see a dragon boat race or going to go and see some of the decorations that are up around the city, um, that's not really enough to really build a cohesive multicultural community, the everyday connection and effort with your friends and your neighbours and your community and the effort to kind of engage with some of the things that are uncomfortable and that are challenging, that's also really important as well. In football, Brisbane Roar have stunned Melbourne City 5-1 in an A-League men turnaround for the ages after conceding eight the last time the two sides met. City's 8-1 thumping of the Roar in December led to the firing of acting Brisbane coach Luciano Trani, but the boot was firmly on the other foot at Suncor Stadium. The Roar scored four goals inside the opening 39 minutes, with Thomas Waddingham adding the second goal of the match a minute after the halftime break. The 11-goal turnaround between the games surpassed the previous record of 9, also achieved by Brisbane in 2016. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Assam Al Ghadib.